But here, honest. <laughs> Actually, it was better the first time around. Yeah, I think so. Yeah, welcome to the West Files <laughs> with Steve and Ronnie. Yeah, she's here now. Yeah, I'm here now. I was just covering for you while you weren't here. I was here. You just didn't turn my mic up. <laughs> well, you do keep moving about. You know, with all this social distancing, I can never figure it. You know, it's like too many microphones. Yeah. So we've got a special guest tonight. I know. Because I know that you were uh, quite excited, aren't you? Uh, no yeah. friend and sparring partner, fellow survivor of Most Haunted. <laughs> That's what we describe ourselves, the Most Haunted Survivors Club. Right. Amongst other things. Amongst other things <clears> that <throat> not necessarily be put on Well, Tom, I think what we'll do is, without wasting any more time, we'll do the theme tune, then we'll, uh, we'll, we'll have a chat to our guest. Yeah, as long as we can find him. Well, that's the next part, isn't it? People are strange when you're a stranger. Faces look ugly when you're alone. Women seem wicked when you're unwanted. Streets are under when you're down, when you're strange. Faces come out of the rain when you're strange. When you're strange, when you're strange, when you're strange People are strange, when you're a stranger Faces look ugly, when you're alone Women seem wicked, when you're unwanted Streets are uneven, when you're down
stranger than we over here on the West Files. You speak for yourself. I am. <laughs> anyway, enough of us, because yes. I want to bring our guest on, my good friend, my sparring partner, and my, well, fellow member of the Most Haunted Survival Club. Yes. <laughs> good evening, Richard. <laughs> Hello, how you doing? Hi, Hi. Richard. Hi, how are we doing, Ronaldo? <laughs> there you go. Yeah, he knows me now. <laughs> we met. I know many, you now. <laughs> you know me now. We met uh, sixteen years ago. Wow. Fifteen. Jeez. Fifteen years ago. Who we did? We did, or you and Ronaldo did? No, you and I. Oh, I know that. Yeah. Cool. Blimey, oh. it's frightening, isn't it? God, hey? I was young then. <laughs> yeah. Oh, well, I was. No, I was getting middle aged then. <laughs> <laughs> Now I'm old. We're all old. You speak for yourself. Very old. Jesus Christ. Anyway, when, when yes. we're not hit, we will we will inevitably reminisce. Of course, we will. It's said in we the trailer. We have lots to reminisce about. We do. It said in tonight's <laughs> trailer, we'll be talking ghosts, demons, and television ghost hunting. Mm. Oh, cool, blimey! So that's good. Just up so, my street. Apart yeah. from demons, of course. Well, why cool. is there a problem with demons? Yeah, there's no such thing. End of story. <laughs> Shh. <laughs> according, to, according to the church, there is. According to the church, there's... there's hang on a minute. <laughs> according to the church, there's a bloke up there in the sky. Yeah, all right, Richard. <laughs> yes. Hang on, wasn't that another... Was that a door song? Was that a what? No, it wasn't a door song, was it? What are you waffling about now? Doors? Oh, the song. I didn't, I didn't recognise it as a Doors. No, and I remember I was a record dealer for 30 years. <laughs> Is that how you started? I started in business, yeah, at the age of, cool, blimey, 16, selling records, yeah. So how did you go oh, from dear. that to most talks? <laughs> oh, indeed. Oh, how long how long's this show? <laughs> keep going. We just, got along enough. Just keep going. We're fine. Yeah, well, I mean, yeah, basically, I recorded for 30, 30 years. Um, and then I became, well, while I was a record dealer, would you believe, I became chairman of Derby, Derby Tourism. <laughs> and everyone laughs when I say that. Right. Derby. Are you joking, Derby? Yeah, anyway, beside the point. And so I thought, well, you know, I need to, I, I need to do something to try and bring people into Derby. Uh, I opened a heritage centre in an old Tudor grammar school that's got a ghost in it upstairs in the old dormitories because the building went back to, well, 1554, buried on a, 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 a built on on a plague pit, medieval plague pit. And there was definitely, I mean it, definitely a ghost upstairs of a lad, amongst other things. And I thought, well, York, York do ghost walks. Um, Chester do ghost walks. Um, why don't I try a ghost walk? Uh, see if we can bring some people in. Well, it worked big time because I, I had De Derby de declared the most haunted city in Great Britain with York and Chester joint second. That wasn't bad, was it? And oh. it, it, it was in print. It's in print, so it's real. It was in the sun. If it's in the sun, it must be true. Yeah. Too right. It was in other newspapers as well. But um, basically, that was the situation. So that, that's how it started. But the problem was that I, I did the first ghost walk, and everybody loved it, apart from me. I thought, Why? This is, this is this is rubbish. This is stupid. I can't. If, if, if I if I'm going to if I'm going to spend the next, uh, yet yeah, funnily enough, thirty years 
um, <laughs> talking about this stuff, I've, I've, I've got to believe in it. I've got to believe it, otherwise I can't do it. So I stopped. I didn't. I only did one, and and yeah, people loved it. When's the next one? Yeah, no, no. I don't think I'm going to be doing it anymore. And and I spent six months um, researching big time, uh, talking to people, and spent a lot of time with a, a, a medium, a lad in Derby, who, funnily enough, had written a couple of books already on haunted Derbyshire. And if there is such a thing as a real medium then I think he could well be one. He, he's, Careful. He's Der- Irish. Derek's seventh, listening. Seventh, Derek's listening. Seventh, seventh son of a seventh son. Mm. Uh, gay. Um, so you have all the ingredients there, guys. <laughs> and, um, uh, he, you know, I learnt a lot. I mean, I really did learn a lot from, from this can guy. I just, can I just interrupt um, Richard and say... De- yes. Derek's probably listening. I'm sure he's listening. <laughs> <laughs> so... Basically, I, I, and I realised that, that I had to tie in the history with the ghost story. I had to believe in it. So, uh, and I mean, for an example, right, an example, this was the first ghost walk. That I got this story, and, you know, it was in a book, of course, so, you know, and it was a, a, a church, funnily enough, uh, up next to my heritage centre. And apparently three men in the 1700s had been murdered in, the, in, in St. Peter Street in Derby, and there were three poplar trees in the churchyard. And on a dark, windy night in the middle of winter, when the wind was howling, the trees were swaying, people could see the faces of the three murdered people. And, of course, they'd never found the murderer. And as the wind was whistling through the trees, the words, Justice was her... Oh, what a load of bollocks. I'm sorry. And I thought, I can't do this. I'm gonna, it's like, if I'm going to believe it, if I'm going to do it, I've got to believe it. And so that's why I... I Class myself as the credible bloke that, you know, talks about ghosts. Uh, and uh, ghosts and history go together. Simple. I can't prove the ghosts. I can prove the history behind it, though. <laughs> what, what I think what a lot of people might be surprised about is uh, you have a fear of ghosts, don't you? Oh, God, yeah. <laughs> Always have had. No, really, genuine. No, I, from I, the no, I know it's genuine. I, from first-hand experience, <laughs> I know it's genuine. I remember... You've um, seen me run, haven't you? I, <laughs> I, I remember our nights out together on the Unicorn. And, um, the Unicorn? The Unicorn yeah. is a oh. ship. We were filming oh, an Oh, I thought it was a unicorn. <laughs> no, we were filming an episode. No, no, we didn't, no, we didn't, no double. Riding this, double on this was the night of the seag- This was the night of the seagulls with the hobnail boots on. Okay. <laughs> the rest of the yeah. crew had gone over to the other ship, the Discovery, leaving Richard... And, well, Richard was asleep, leaving me and Richard <laughs> on, on board um, Unicorn. That's right, yeah. And uh, we thought, we'll, we'll, um, we, we'd better go off and do something. So, yeah, we better do some ghost hunting yeah, while, so, while they've left. So we got a camera. We got a camera, um, <laughs> and as we were collecting all our bits together, and um, we heard this thump, 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 thump mm. from above us, from the deck above us, the wooden deck of this. Uh, Vic- yeah, and we were the only people. Yeah, literally the only living living people on the ship. So um, we we looked at each other quizzically, and I can't mm. remember who said it, but one said to the other. Um, it could be a seagull walking round on the deck, and the other one replied. Correct. Only yeah. if it was. Yeah, they do have big feet, you know. <laughs> so we go, we go, we goes off into the, uh, and there's a ladder um, up oh. to the deck above, 
And I said to Richard, you you wait on this deck and I'll pop my head up. Mm, and have I'll, a look. I'll, 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 and if there's anybody up there, we'll know. So I mm. clamber up the ladder, get to the top, turn round, and there's a figure stood right next to me. I, I, it was Richard. <laughs> No, I wasn't saying down, down there on my own. I wasn't saying down there on my own. That's when I realised Richard oh. is genuinely as frightened as he says he is. Oh, yes. So do you, do you it, know it, why it, you're it, frightened? It, what? Is, how? Yeah, oh, yes. Oh, yes. Yes, 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 yes. Nothing happened. Nothing happened to scare me. Purely and simply that I, for whatever reason, used to play with kids that were older than me. And I was about four. And Dad used to sort of drop me off up, up the road of this, this lad called... Um, Whitehead, uh, David Whitehead, his dad was a bank manager, and they'd got this old, they'd got this rabbit hutch in the garden, big, big one, big rabbit hutch, with no, no rabbits in it, <laughs> just ghosts, and, and they, used to, they used to get in, everyone used to get in this, him and his two mates or whatever, and me, uh, used to get in this rabbit hutch, and they used to tell ghost stories, and, and, and they got this old bayonet, German bayonet from the First World War, that had still got the blood stains on it, yeah, and it had killed, and oh my God, Richard, so that was the first, the ghost stories, and they used to tell me that the great, the green ghost would get me, when I got home, when I went to bed at night, the green ghost would be at the foot of the, oh Jesus, still, do you know what, it still gives me shudders now, and they also used to, they were a cruel, they used to lock me in their garage, and I used to, I can see myself banging on the door. We need, you know, some, let me we go. need some I want background music dad. here. We need some... Da, da, da. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. And, 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 and the, the cry from outside the garage was, you're not going home, your mum and dad are dead. And you're stopping in there. Oh, Christ almighty. It was enough... Well, it was, it, obviously, I was impressionable. <laughs> yeah. Well, the, and I nowadays, was. they call it character just, building, don't they? <laughs> apparently, yeah, yeah. And this, this, I kid you not, I wasn't... I wasn't frightened. I was t terrified. And it's always stayed I had with you. Nightmares. Then. It's still there. And oh. I always say, you know, if you're frightened of snakes when you're a kid or wasps, or you'll you'll always be frightened of them. It'll always be there. And it still is. I'm I really mean it. It's still there. I'm terrified of carrots. What carrots? <laughs> hmm. really? I don't like carrots. No, seriously. If, if you if you put um, mashed up carrots onto a you know, for a Sunday roast? Yeah. Makes me physically yeah. sick. Why? Um, because I there hated, you go. Who knows? I hated carrots when I was a small boy. And, yeah, I don't like them. And I had a I had a parent who insisted that I eat oh. everything on the plate. Oh, oh yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm the same. And with... it got to the point yeah. where just the sight of carrots would make me go. Yeah. Ugh. I'm like yeah. that with so, a certain yeah. cereal and mm. makes even the smell. Which one? Wheat bix. Wheat, oh, I love wheat. Now, Weetabangs. Even really? the smell will make. How can you not sick? like Weetabix? Because again, how I can you not like it. carrots? Yeah. <laughs> how can you not like ghosts, Richard? Yeah, there well, is that, yeah. You know, yeah. Especially with what you do. That's no, that's the whole point. Everyone said, "What hell? What on earth am I doing this for?" That that is true. And is there something in that? Is it? Is it? Is it I mean, was it? Therapy. Was it fate? Therapy. That, or was it? Was it sort of? Uh, yeah, exactly. Because uh, you see, you know, all my, me and my phrases, and my, my one of my many phrases is um, the profession of a ghost. If it had one, would not be to get you. That's why we were. You know, that's why I don't do demons because ghosts are not supposed to be scary. Not supposed ghosts to be. Ghosts you but and if you me. Watch, if you watch modern ghost hunting television programs, 
<laughs> we don't have benign ghosts drifting silently down corridors. They're all demons. Yeah, They're I mean, all going to get us. What, whatever happened to those lovely ghosts just with the head tucked under their arm and just wandering Yeah, wandering corridors. about, minding their own business. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, but no, I mean, come on, guys, most, careful what I say here, but most ghost hunting, most ghost hunting companies, (laughs) companies, yeah, dare you come on one of our ghost walks, fright nights and terror nights and, you know what I mean? It's it's, it's the same thing. I can understand them doing that because that's what Joe Public wants. You know, you don't go to Alton Towers and go on the runaway train, do you? You go on Smiler that throws you in the air and your, your, your heart's in your mouth and you, yeah, <laughs> we love to be frightened. And so I'm not, I'm not blaming these paranormal companies that advertise themselves as scary nights and or whatever you want to call it, you know, but that's what it's all about, scare factor. And that's not what, you know, as well as I, that's not what they're about. No, they but were you and me scare, once. But scare sells, doesn't it? You know, we, we, I Scare don't... sells, end of story. Yeah, and... Yeah, you go you go back to the seventies and the eighties, and a spooky night out. You and your mates would go down to the cinema, bag of popcorn, watch The Exorcist, scare yeah. the bejesus out. Yeah. Yeah. Now, yeah. Yeah. because of and now and it's because of Most Haunted. I know it is that people realise yeah. that you know you can be a makeup lady, you can be a cameraman, you can be Joe Joe Ordinary, <laughs> and you, you can be a director. Can, you can yeah, 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 you can be a spoiled, <laughs> you can be a very spoiled you can director. Be a TV presenter. You think. <clears throat> yeah. Um, anyway, <laughs> you too can go ghost hunting, and, and you know from from twenty thirty, and they love it. Tw- there were twenty or thirty groups in the UK, the whole of the UK, prior to two thousand and two. Yeah. And yeah, within now, five years, uh, there's a thousand now. Yeah, I know. There's a thousand. I know that, and, and I don't blame them, and I don't blame people for going on them. No, but, but they're I, not. My they're not getting always, the real deal. No, my issue's always been that they sell it as a real investigation, not as an entertainment. And that's wrong. You know. Yeah. You see, I sorry, my ghost walks right are scary. They're now, also, they're even, also, even though they're I'm preaching them, incredibly entertaining. They're, they're terribly entertaining, but they're, they're three hours. Two haunted pubs on the way round, drinks on the way round. Come on, it's a night out. And, and a candlelit supper at the end of it. And we scare you shitless. <laughs> but really, you know, I have jumper outers. Because uh, but everyone knows that it's a jumper outer. That, you know, we don't profess. Yeah, we don't profess. To, we don't tell anybody, well, I don't know how that happened, what that was. You know, because it, it, you know, and, and they love it because... Because they've had a night out and they're screaming and laughing at somebody's face when that fella grabbed hold of them or jumped out at them. And, and yeah, but, and it's entertainment and they so, love it. So people sitting at home will be wondering, you went from record dealer to yeah. Mr. Derby County. Um, yes, yes, yes. And absolutely. how did you end up on Most Haunted? Mm. Interesting one, that. Well, um, I was doing ghost walks. Um, and I used to call in at a, um, on the way round. There was a, a place called Derby Jail. Um, it wasn't called Derby Jail at all. It was called. It was originally called J, J, uh, Judge Jeffries, and then it was called JP's Jenny's Place. And it was a very, very seedy nightclub. Well, we like them. We like them. Oh, yeah. They're the best. And it was, you know, it was still open at five in the morning. The police used to raid it, and oh, God, yeah, it was, it was bad. And and it's extremely haunted. And and it was the the basement cells, the dungeons of Derbyshire County Jail, built in 1756. And it was terribly 
allegedly very haunted. Um, and I used to take people in there. Uh, they used to have a drink in there and used to tell them all the stories and take them in the cells and tell them the ghost stories. And they loved it. And then I got, um, I got a phone call from the lady that ran it asking if I'd like to buy the doors, which are full of graffiti, including, oh, no, we've not talked about this, Steve, uh, apotropaic marks on the doors. Oh, what do you want? Which what? marks? Oh. Apotropaic marks. That's a word I haven't heard there, before. That's the, that's the Greek for keep out. <laughs> right, OK. And they're, 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 they're witch marks. Ah. But they're not witch marks. They're, they're to stop ghosts coming in. They're to stop evil coming ah. in through the doors. Uh, and they're, they're things like they're double V, because there was no such thing as a W in those days. It was double V. But double V is um, Virgin of Virgins, um, Mary. Uh, and you put a double a double V on the door, and they believed it stopped um, evil coming in through the doors. Oh right! And protected them. It's, it's incredible. And the door. Try that next time the Jehovah's Witnesses turn up. <laughs> oh, absolutely. <laughs> yeah. Um, so anyway, they're incredible. So I said, you can't sell these doors, love. They're this Grade Two listed building. So well, if you don't have them, I've got a dealer in Birmingham that'll give me hundred pounds each. So that was it. I, I rang the authorities, the authorities up, and the, the building was sealed up. And uh, the guys that used to drink in there, the bouncers that used to drink in the place after hours, after they'd finished bouncing, for the, for the, for the, well, yeah, they didn't just bounce, but they used to throw people out as well. And they were going to turn it into a, they were going to turn it into a strip club. And I thought, I, this, I can't have this. No way. M- Mr. Derby, right, you know, got to, I've got to preserve this building. So I took it over uh, and um, spent 18 months turning it back, stripping the walls, getting the plaster off, sandblasting the walls, getting it back, finding the floors, uh, hanging the doors back, bricking up the broken-down archways. And really spent a, spent a lot of money and a lot of time and opened it as Derby Jail, which is what it was in 1756. Uh, and started doing a new ghost walk, the Derby Jail, or the Derby Jail ghost walk from there. Um, and then one day I got a phone call from this company called Antics Productions, uh, saying that they were working on a new series called Most Haunted. Would I be interested in them coming to do an investigation there? And I said, yeah, of course, yeah, yeah, 750 quid if you want it, for the night. <laughs> um, and along they came. And um, actually, funnily enough, I'd actually had a letter from them a year earlier, but they weren't called, it wasn't called Most, Most Haunted. It was called, I can't remember what it was called, something like Strange But True or some, something like that. Anyway, so that didn't happen. So, yeah, so they turned up, and this lady came through the door, and I said, who, who's, who's she? I said, Beth Fielding. So I saw her. Yeah, do you know that? No, I'd never heard of her. Oh, that didn't get out very well, did it? Um, and uh, this other guy came through the door. That I said, I don't know, don't know any of these people. And they said, oh, he's Derek Akora. Oh, okay, well, fair enough. Anyway, I had a great night. We really did have a good night. And um, something happened, which I still, to this day, don't laugh at me, see, still think was real. Um, well, because the cross moved it. on the bed. Um, but they let themselves down. I couldn't understand. But the cross moved about... What's the what's the smallest measurement? Centimetre, millimetre, I don't know what. You know, and I, they went bonkers because it had moved. And I thought, Christ, is that it? 
Is that, the, is that as good as it gets? They were patting each other on the back, shaking hands, jumping up and down. And I thought, what the hell? Because they reckon this is one of the first paranormal yeah, that, you, that things cru- That crucifix that Jason Carl had on that episode, um, yeah. he, he, we, we were at, um, a few weeks later, we were, after the show, yeah. we went to a place in Leicester where he, his, oh, yeah. his, he was doing like a public uh, ghost con, a little tiny sort of paracon type affair. Oh, yes. And yes. Uh, he brought the cru- the crucifix from Most Haunted in a glass case for, the, <laughs> for people to look I'm, at. I'm not kidding you guys. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it, uh, you see, the, right, I was there. I know, I know, I really genuinely know that no one was in there tugging that piece of paper that it was on, mm-hmm. or moving that cross. Honest to God, I know they were. But the problem was that they let themselves down because they hadn't, usual story, they hadn't got the camera positioned, so it covered both ends of the paper. So there could have been somebody pulling one end. But the big, the really fascinating thing to me, to me now, even in this day after all those years, is that the it was on a, a real, an original prison bed, prison cot, um, and and the paper somehow seemed to bubble up underneath the cross, which was un- un- the only way that could have happened was if someone was underneath the bed with some form of blowing type machine. I don't know what that made it bubble up, and that's just not possible because uh, I was there. So you know, I think that was quite genuine. Anyway, that was the end of it. Great night. Everybody was thrilled to bits with it. I was there all night. Stayed there all night, obviously with them. And about a month later, I got a phone call from Yvette saying, "Would would would it be all right if Carl and Stuart came down back to your heritage centre and and and, um, and had a talk to you?" I said, "Of course you can. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, by all means." And, and they came down, and we, we sat having a coffee in me, in me old Tudor tea room. You know, and, and Carl said to me, as, um, as a witness, because I'd seen a ghost in, in, in the jail at 20 past three on a Friday afternoon, as a witness, and as the proprietor of the building, we, we would have given you a two-minute slot on the programme. But Richard, after half an hour of listening to you, we just did not know where to edit it. Would you like a job? There you go. And we're going to brand. We're going to brand you. <laughs> you ready for this? <laughs> we're going to brand you as the world's leading paranormal investigator. <laughs> but I'm, I'm not. Oh, well, so what? But I said I'm, I'm not. I'm not. I mean, I, mean, I do ghost walks. I'm, 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 I must be honest with you. I, I'm, you know, uh, fascinated by the subject. Blah 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 blah. But I, I've never used an EMF meter in my life. <laughs> Um, I'm not. I'm not a paranormal investigator. I can well, vouch for that. <laughs> I can vouch for that. So you, can, you can vouch for that. Of course you can. <laughs> what's, an, well, what's an EMF meter? <laughs> yeah. What's a K2? Uh, what, <laughs> yeah. So, but the thing was that. And it, oh, oh yes, and then it got better because we're going to do. A, we're going to do a lot. That was the first series, of course, series one. We're going to do a live, and we're so fascinated with Derby that we'd like to do the first live ever in Derby. Bloody, I mean, this was all my Christmases in one night, wasn't it? <laughs> you know, it's pretty damn good, that was. Um, and I heard nothing, nothing at all for 
about a, a six weeks or something, and then I got another phone call from his vet saying, hello, Richard, he's very well. I said, we've got some good news, but we've also got a bit of bad news. We, we, we want you, we want you to do this, but we can't do Derby, because Halloween's on a, I can't remember, Thursday night or Friday night, and, and the council can't guarantee us security on your marketplace to do it. But we are doing one, and we're going to do it at a place called Dudley Castle. So would you turn up at half past five or something like that on, on ha- the night of Halloween, and away we go. Great. So Richard Richard turns up on, on Halloween, dressed as a paranormal investigator, <laughs> with me, 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 me desert boots on and me black, black jeans and a... A jacket of whatever sort, I don't know what, and me, an EMF meter and a set of dousing rods and bits and bobs. And ne- never having done, a, this is gospel truth, never having done any real paranormal investigating in my life. But, um, and so, and everyone, you know, everyone was very nice, and, and um, I was introduced to one or two people. And then I bumped into Matthew Smith, Dr. Matthew Smith, on the, if that introduced me to him, this is Matthew Smith, he's, he's going to be... Uh, well, whatever, you know, he's a, he's a um, I don't know what he is, a skeptic, a good doctor. And, anyway, and so Matthew said, look, looked at me, looked me up and down, and said, so what are you wearing tonight? <laughs> I thought, I'm, I'm wearing what I've got on now. <laughs> oh, well, I'm wearing a suit, he said. I said, yeah, okay. Now, nobody said a word, nobody, this is, I don't know how many people know, I'll probably get sued for this. <laughs> um, <laughs> <We won't> <laughs> nobody said a word. Nobody said a word to me about what was going on at all. And I thought, well, this is really strange. Um, and there was another guy wandering around, Dave, whatever, I can't remember his name, um, who'd got some dousing crystal, dousing rods and bits and bobs. And I thought, oh. Anyway, all of a sudden I get a call to go into this marquee. Right, we're doing rehearsals now. Can you come into the marquee? I said, sorry, what? I don't... Why, why do I come in the marquee? Because you're an expert. Pardon? I'm a what? You're an expert. Am I? Oh, how nice. You know, and so they get me in, and you sit me down on this sofa with Matthew, and I'm told that I'm a historian. Am I? Well, okay, well I'm not a historian either. Never mind the paranormal investigator. Thank you very much. Um, luckily, luckily, I'd got a... I don't know why, I got a suit jacket in in the car in the back of the car so obviously and that and that was my anyway so then here we go uh so i'm there there's matthew smith and me and we're experts sat on the sat on the sofa answering questions and there's this other guy i can't remember it was dave something or other dave going v. around he's the paranormal investigator yeah, it was dave v was it yeah okay yeah anyway so he's going around being a paranormal investigator and i'm i'm sat there as an expert it was great i loved it but anyway halfway through the show they get this phone call from this guy called phil wyman uh, hey and, uh, yeah where are you oh i'm in nottingham how long would it take you to get from nottingham to to, to dudley oh i don't know about three three quarters of an hour oh can you come then can you yeah, all right. He was around the back of the marquee. <laughs> and I had to move I had to move off the sofa. <laughs> and I tell you and the rest is is, is rest most is haunted history. And the this re- is the, uh, the rest is so Steve, so so Phil becomes a paranormal investigator. Right. And Richard Felix would never ever to this day 
nobody said anything to me as to why or or anything else. Well, <laughs> the why? Which I thought... You were always a... Why? What? Well, from my day, you were always a historian. Yeah, I know. Because I, I didn't arrive till later. Listen, listen. Oh, so you I arrived said, later. Look, oh, I arrived much later than Richard. I didn't yeah, arrive till... But I uh, told them, look, I'm a paranormal investigator. I'm a paranormal historian. Yeah. There's yeah. a difference, you see, and that's where it came in. But it's bizarre. And even... You know, I would have loved an explanation. But you didn't get that. You just, you know, didn't get things like that. But I'll tell you something. What, what Steve said at the beginning of, of, of all of this uh, tonight, what we were saying... I thank Most Haunted from the bottom of my heart for what they've done for me. Because mm. they've done me no harm at all. They've only done, you know, they've, they've, my profile has increased because of it, as Steve's has. Absolutely. Because we were on the forerunner, the first one. The one that set the scene for all other paranormal TV shows that have come since. Mm. And all the people, we wouldn't be talking now if it weren't for Most Haunted. So I have no no gripes about it at all. I I I, I don't have any any regrets about my time on the show, and I've always um, I've always defended what we did on the show because it was always an entertainment show. Um, Correct. You know there was there was there was in my mind there was a very clear distinction because I'd come from a world of documentary television, so I did. Yes. You know I I had been in front of a camera. Um, yeah. And. I was entering, you know, because by the time I joined, Most Haunted was at its zenith. It was a cult television programme. Yes. Uh, we got more views than The Simpsons. Well, you know, you could, you, could never, you could never open a copy of The Daily Mirror or The Sun or no. without <laughs> there being something about Most Haunted. In, in, yeah, in yeah. It. And um, I'd been working with uh, Yvette and Kieran because they were writing, ghost writing a book together. And, That's right, um, yeah. We, we, I was working with them on the book, and at the yeah. time, Kieran was uh, back and forth between his, um, uh, he was relocating to France. Yeah. And uh, they said, well, can you, can you act as Kieran's, uh, can you, you know, step in while Kieran wasn't on the show? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And take over the role of investigator stroke parapsychologist. And I said, well, absolutely, you know, I, I don't mind doing it. So I always started to refer myself as Kieran Stunt Duddle. Duddle. <laughs> That's right, yeah. <laughs> I'm just Kieran Stunt Double. Um, and uh, they, they oh, my first one was, um, it was the Potteries, wasn't it? Down in yeah, um, Gladstone Pottery. Trend. Gladstone Potteries. Gladstone Potteries. I, I, yes. I arrived in the middle, well, for early in the morning, but it was because we had because it is genuinely nearly 24 hours. And uh, yes, it was. There, was. there was a blizzard in progress. Oh, lovely. <laughs> and. Uh, yeah. Yeah, my my, uh, I walked in, um, in in traditional ghost fighters garb, <laughs> it might be yeah, said. Absolutely. Yeah, because you yeah, had to, yeah. you had to, you had to look the part. Um, yeah, I, I'd been absolutely. told, Yvette had told me, you know, look like, you know, look like the investigator. So what would you look like ghost, a paranormal investigator? Uh, what, what's the ghost <laughs> fighters garb look like? Um, <laughs> I called myself. Got to be black. Well, I, I was black. a little heavier back then. I was used to. <laughs> I always used to refer to myself as a combat Teletubby. <laughs> <laughs> kind of a, you know, like there was a there was a multi-pocketed jacket because you needed lots of stuff and yeah. pockets to put it in. You can't go lugging big heavy bags around. No. 
And then there was, uh, I, I remember, I mean, Richard and I hit it off very quickly on that first night. Where we did, we, I can, I can almost, see, I can almost see immediately. Now. I yeah. can see us now where we, we started talking. <laughs> talking about and two we kilowatts realized of electricity. that we were kindred spirits. So we got on really well from the start, and um, that was my baptism to the show. And then I, yeah. I did a live a few weeks later because I'd already done um, a live before the. Because obviously you film the entire series before it gets shown. Yeah. Yeah. And I yeah. remember wanting to kill Richard. <laughs> um, we, we were down in Portsmouth doing. The, we were down in Portsmouth doing a live. And everybody, because the, it had a fan zone and it had a forum and it had, you know, like, the, you, outside, yeah. outside the uh, theatres for the lives, there would be oh, four mate. or five hundred people. Really? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, now, yes. Yeah, it, it was the business, I'll the, tell you. It the, was people something. would arrive at midnight and get in the queue and fight for tickets yep. to get in. Oh, yeah. Um, yeah. But the word had got out that there was a new investigator on the show. Ah. But nobody knew who the new investigator was. Right. Now, you know I like my espresso coffee. Yes. And next door yep. to the theatre that we were using um, in Portsmouth was a coffee house. Mm-hmm. And because nobody knew who the new investigator was, I could walk out past this crowd of people, get coffee, wander back. Nobody bothered about me. Makes they sense, didn't yeah. Know Brilliant. I had no idea. Yeah. And then the star, the stars of the show would arrive, Richard and Kieran and Yvette, and uh, they would all arrive, and they would get mobbed, and I could come and go as I pleased, and nobody. <laughs> and then Richard Felix popped his head out of the theatre, and he's mobbed, and he's signing autographs, and he's <laughs> signing people's. They were signing, like signing, pulling up the shirts, and getting Richard to sign, and it was, it was mad. <laughs> it was truly mad. It was. I wandered past watching this circus in progress and Richard said, oh, there's Steve, he's the new investigator. Oh, no! Absolutely right, (laughs) absolutely right. And that that point you wanted to kill him. At that point, I thought, I'm going to kill you, because that, <laughs> that was the end of my coffee. <laughs> yeah. I want the espresso. <laughs> I can't go and get coffee now. Oh, no. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> come and talk to him, Steve. Come on, come and sit here. Oh, come on. Well, actually, yeah. I... I um, <laughs> I'd, uh, I'd, I'd needed somebody to give me a lift down there. Yeah. And the guy I was with was sitting on the other side of the road. Uh, sitting on the bonnet of his car, looking all innocent. This mob of people headed towards me, and I went, no, that's him over there. Oh, <laughs> now why doesn't that surprise me in the least? <laughs> and then then that first evening, uh, while we were... Because we, you do lots of rehearsals, yeah. and you visit the locations that you're going to do and stuff like that. And then we realised, or I realised, that... the. I'm used to documentary directors mm. who follow you around mm. and you, you sort of lead on and do what you need to do and then yeah. they, they trail behind you. But we had a director on that show, producer director, um, Yvette's husband, and uh, he, he was the alpha male, wasn't he, Richard? Yeah. With oh, ca- God, yeah. Yeah, with kangaroo courts and big bean baths. And, you know, oh, uh, yeah. and it was, I think, yeah, we got through the first night, and it was the second mor- the first morning. Uh, we were on the um, the food bus because we had a double decker catering bus. That's right. right. Yeah, that's and, right. And uh, an argument broke out because Carl asked me. He said, "So, what do you think was happening last night?" About because one of the um, production 
managers had had a really bad stomach cramp. Mm. And I said, probably just wind or a stomach <laughs> cramp. Well, I've known him for years and he doesn't get stomach cramps. So I know uh, people for years and they get cancer. You know, it's like yeah. you can't predict what they're <laughs> going to get. No, exactly. And I watched as uh, Dr. O'Keefe slid quietly down the back of his chair trying to get out of sight because oh. I know I'm right. Yeah. And Carl doesn't like being told he's wrong. Oh. And this huge battle erupted between Carl and I. <laughs> Needless to say, I bet you Actually, won. <clears throat> we'll go back to our guest in a minute because I just want to tell another funny story. Um, going back to that ship in Scotland again. Yeah. Earlier in the day, Richard and I, um, we, were, we might even do the courgette one later. Richard and I... Oh, went, my God, yeah. <laughs> Richard and I... Should I ask? What we had to do is while, uh, you know, because Yvette's doing all her bits to camera and you know, all the intro bits that you saw oh, on the yeah. show. Well, we were... We had to go off and record investigation stuff. Right. So Richard would interview somebody and I'd film him and then I'd look, you know, look at something and he'd film me. So we had the camera and we're, we're off somewhere. And I noticed that there was an area where, uh, we talked about EMF meters, where the electromagnetism, electromagnetic field, EMF, yeah. was particularly high. And I noticed up, up uh, attached to the deck above us, so the underside of the deck above us, was this dodgy electric wire. Right. Which was uh, the cause. Yeah. So Carl said to me, can, can you, uh, you know, uh, you and Richard filmed something there. Mm. So Richard and I, you know, we, we toddle off with the camera and we filmed something on our way there. We arrived at this cable and standing right underneath the cable is Carl and was it Stuart? Or was it? I think it was. Yeah, it always was, wasn't it? Yeah. yeah. It was yes. Carl and Stuart. <laughs> they were having, you know, sort of a, um, a conspiratorial meeting together at the top of the, underneath this cable. So I'm standing. Carl looked at me. He said, um, "Yeah." I said, "You're in the way. You're in, you're right in my shot, Carl." And Carl said to me, "I think you'll find it's my shot because I'm the producer." I said, oh. "It will only be your shot if you get out of the way and let me film it." <laughs> well, Richard went went absolutely white. <laughs> you can't you talk, talk to Carl. <laughs> This is steep, yeah. <laughs> that's how we. That's how we used to. Uh, yeah, that's how we dealt with things. I, mm. I, I just, you know. You'd say it, and Richard I'd say would go it, white. Richard would <laughs> run away. Go white, absolutely, yeah. Yeah, I want to stay in this show a bit longer. <laughs> you, you, well, when? How long did we? We both. Well, I, I only lasted one series. <laughs> Was it series? Did you? Eight. Because I, I resigned Six. on Series 8. Eight. And you, you went very <coughs> soon after me. No, I went... Uh, yeah, because we we got to the end of the series, and then there was... Um, there was a live. There was the live. I believe. And then there was that sort of pause while you wait for the phone to ring for the your contracts to be renewed and that's blah, right, blah, blah. That's right. Meanwhile, yeah. we went to Baldy Rectory. Oh, blimey, yes, of course we did. Oh, boy, that was good. Yeah. That was, there's more funny stories again, yeah. from there. So yeah. have I. So we, we, yeah. we went the following year, but... Um, so we went off to Borley Rectory and we went some had some ghost hunting adventures together and we're all waiting for the phone to ring and it was quite apparent that they'd planned to replace Richard. Yeah. Uh, but they hadn't told Richard. Oh. Oh, no. Um, so, oh, no. so eventually they told Richard. But as they were telling Richard... 
um, word got out that um, they wanted well it wasn't wanted to replace there was another argument brewing between Carl and I surprise surprise and <laughs> an incident involving the sound man okay and yeah. um, so I resigned mm. I said I just don't need this crap anymore you yeah. know I go back to documentaries yeah. and ghost yeah. hunting and so I resigned um, which was mm. about three days before Richard they finally had the balls to phone Richard up and say that yeah. they've got Leslie Smith Right. That's right. Who, who they'd got already. Who they'd got already because she did yeah. the ports. It is such a strange... Yeah, the whole thing... You see, basically, I, I, I had... We had... How can I put this? Um, I couldn't stand um, everything being... You know, in other words, when a door slammed shut, mm. I, I wanted to be allowed to go away and see if someone's left a window open because it's a windy night, and, and it's more likely. And people would have respected that mm. so much more than it being a scary ghost that's going to get us later, because they always are. You know, this, this door slammed shut, and it was a scary ghost that did it. But I wanted to just give them... I know it's not my, it wasn't my show, so why should they? Well, but, you know, they're paying they never me, listened. So they never listened to the fans, though, did they? Because the fans were saying... Never listened to the fans. You know, because you would, you would do, like Dudley, where the item yeah. of furniture moved... Um, and they said, oh, this is something we need to explore again. Yeah, um, yeah, 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 yeah. And the fans are saying, yeah, and we well, never well, are you going to go back? What happened after, yeah. you know, did you, what yeah. were the results of the did test you? that you did? Yes, and they, give so us more info. Eventually, as I joined, Yvette, because I've been talking to Yvette while we were doing the book, mm. and that yeah. led to the Most Haunted Extra, which was a, supposed yes. to be a half-hour show bolted onto the end of Most Haunted's oh, main right. one-hour episode yeah. that allowed mm. me, Kieran, and Richard to look, you know, report back on, on things that we measured or, yeah, that's right. or that's right. things that Richard had gone off and found out mm. in the archives. Yeah. But it actually yeah. turned Local into... Local studies library, the museum, yeah. whatever. But it turned yeah. into the Carl and Stuart diary cam. Ah. Uh, yeah. As usual, and, yeah. uh, so didn't work properly at all. There was the o- so only, I, I said, only Gladstone Potteries had the, um, the the one where you actually go off and do you know go behind the scenes and do investigations. Mm. Yeah. It was the only yeah. it was the only yeah. extra that had it. The rest of it then was yeah. oh we'll we'll turn it into you know the the, the Carl and Stewart oh dear. road. <laughs> uh, it was such a shame, such a shame because you see oh, so basically I I then uh, had our um, sort of problems because someone i won't mention any name someone was getting more money than i was <laughs> for doing the same sort of Everybody job Everybody was and getting thought, more money than you so i i went i went off down to um to, to living tv in london and and um, um had an appoint a meeting with with one of the directors and that and he says oh you do know i'm going to have to tell Carl and Yvette about it. I said, yeah, by all means, yeah, that's not a problem, either. So, of course, that didn't, really did not go down very well, as you can imagine. Um, well. And uh, then uh, we, we had a meeting. You're missing a and bit. I was, uh, you're missing a bit. Go on. Because go on. When, when, you, when you, or is this prior to uh, when you've turned up um, with the letter? This was at uh, Mitchell Priory on ah. the 100th programme. Ah. And I, I, I handed in my resignation. Mm-hmm. And, and I, I, well, you you were there. You know I did, don't I you? I know. Um, and you were there. son William was with was with yeah. me. He because my they were, I mean, they were very good, you know. Because I mean, Jim, my wife used to come along mm-hmm. a lot always, and we, we used to get meals. And, and, and both my sons came on. Yeah. Ooh, one or two uh, investigators. They were very good. Like they let us 
you know, it was good. But anyway, so Wills was there, and I hundred called me resignation because basically I, I was getting a bit fed up, and I was getting fed up with not being allowed to do certain things that I, I, I think I'm quite good at, like like ticking the normal boxes first before you 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 say it's a ghost. And so, but of course the, the the resignation was thrust back at me, saying if we if I take it, I'll have to accept it. And I said, well, that's that's why I'm giving it you. <laughs> Because, you know, no, don't, we can sort this, we can sort this, you know. And so I took it back again. Mm-hmm. Um, and then, of course, I got a phone call saying that, not me, darling, not me, darling, honestly, but um, that Living TV have decided they don't want a historian anymore. And I said, you're absolutely right. You don't need one. What? I said, well, let me quote something to you. In, in, I can't remember the date, but in 1500 and something, York ran out of money. And it had a treasurer. And the treasurer resigned, saying, there be no treasure, so I see no reason for a treasurer. Mm. And the phone went dead. I like the phone it. went dead on me. Yeah. And that well, was the end of it. On the... Um, on the uh, because the little bit of backstory that Richard may not know, actually. Oh. Probably not. Because... Tell me more. Because yeah. on the day that Richard brought the letter, Carl had arrived in his new Aston Martin. DB seven, oh yeah, and we all we we were all duly sort of taken out to admire this car and go. Of course, oh, Carl, wow. you've got a DB seven. Okay. So, um, Richard, we 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 knew Richard had this letter, mm. um, and that it was an issue over the amount of money that Richard was getting versus the other presenters on the show. Right, but yeah, that's right, that's but, right. But Richard turned up in a Porsche with private plates. Oh, I <laughs> like it. Ghost, ghost, ghost RS. Yeah. Well, you know he's got Ghost SP, don't you? Yeah, uh, uh, SP, SP, SP. Uh, no. No. Oh, it might ring no. a bell one day. Yeah. We should put the two of them together. We should park the two of them. Have you got it? Have you got I've it? I've got Ghost SP. Oh. It was bought for oh, me. Oh, well done. You it see, was bought for me by my that? lovely wife. Who you, oh, that's who awesome. You still, well, oh, that's great. Who you still owe £10 for, to. What, what was that for? The, yeah, the money you say. borrowed off her in Portsmouth. <laughs> 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 Richard, right, well, Richard was like royalty, up. never carried cash. When, really? Yeah, yeah when, he, I come, hey, when I come for that axe, mate, I'll give her the 10 quid, all right? Well, it's in a museum at the moment, so we'll have to, you have to give well, me a heads no up. Well, that's good. It should be in my bloody museum. Well, it would be, but I've got to put it somewhere during lockdown. Anyway. Oh, I see. Oh, sorry. <clears throat> anyway, okay. moving Not on. Yeah. <laughs> moving on. Yeah. So, so uh, that was it. That was yeah. End so. of Richard, you see. And, and and me. Yeah, and you as well. Thank you for that. It was great. You resigned because <laughs> I did. No, you didn't. But uh, well, I, I, yeah. I, I so resigned lost. before. before they lost. I resigned before you, yeah. before you left. Yeah. They actually lost, the, really, genuinely, the, the, the two best people on the show. Well, no, that's not true. That's not true. Because at the end, of, well, they'd already, Derek had gone, of Well, course. Derek had gone, hadn't rega- Regardless of what anybody says, Derek Akora was the star of Most Haunted. Oh, undoubtedly. Derek Akora made, made Most Haunted. Undoubtedly, and that was a stitch-up when they got rid of Derek. Yeah, so uh, uh, that, that was, um, you know, uh, he, he, he was the star. He made it, and, and I cannot believe that anybody would be so silly silly as to you know if it ain't broke don't fix it yeah 
But we all but we all, we all learned a valuable lesson from Derek. God rest his soul. Um, to remember to use mm. the mute button on your radio mic pack. <laughs> we we all have radio yeah, mics right. on. Yeah. And on the back of the radio mic is a button. Right. Uh, that's marked mute. Yeah. And when you're not on camera, you yeah. normally slide the button so yeah. that nothing's being recorded that you don't want recorded. Nobody else hears you. Ah. Unfortunately, Derek hadn't that on that occasion. Oops. Uh, which upset Yvette. <clears throat> right. So, Richard, stay on the line because we're gonna we're gonna allow you a quick tea and wee break while we play um, play a quick song. God bless you. All and right. Then, and then we'll come back minutes. and we'll. Uh, I want to hear, or Ronnie and the audience and the listeners want to hear, because you have a, an interesting take on what is a ghost. Ha <laughs> ha. Okay. So we'll, I'll go make another coffee. All right. <laughs> you, you have, according to the clock on the uh, display. You have a little over, under five minutes. Oh, my God, that's tons of time, that is. All right, then. I've got to have a wee as well. All right, then. <laughs> talk, talk to you in five. Stay on the line. Do not hang Dear up guys, this time. I won't do that. <laughs> Speak in a bit. Just behind the bridge, he lays her down. He frowns. My life's a funny thing. Am I still too young? He kissed the diamond there. She took his ring, took his babies. It took him minutes, took her nowhere. Heaven knows he'd have taken anything. She wants a young American. Finds his slinky back upon He calls as he passes a foot in my stand Heaven forbid she's taking the thing But the freak and his life for nothing This is a step and cuts his hand Showing nothing as swoops like the songs he cries Where a bald papa's hero's gone
special guest, Professor Richard Felix. Ooh. Oh, yes, please. Professor. Oh, yes, please. Yeah. <laughs> funnily enough. Free, funnily Freeman enough. of Derby. Absolutely. Funnily enough. Actually, did you I, ever I, meet I heard the other day. <laughs> now, I heard the other day that they're now allowing uh, people of any age to apply for a uh, um, university loan. And I thought, do you know what? <laughs> I wouldn't mind doing that. Oh, stop it. Yeah, stop it. A degree in something. Oh, no, stop it. I am... I Tourism, history, I don't oh, know. Oh, no, stop Paranormal it. Paranormal investigation. Stop it, stop no, it. Go on, then. Well, you know I'm <laughs> supposed to be doing a PhD. Oh, yeah, I didn't know that. Oh, well, there we wow. go. Wow. <coughs> well, well, there you I'm, are, so I... I'm one year away from finishing it, but I stalled the ending of it because um, I got... What s- will that be, a doctorate? Yeah. Wow, there Do- you go. Dr. Steve. Done. Just like Carl, just like Carl. Yeah, mine will be real, though. <laughs> um, I know that. <laughs> but, um... What are you doing it, Tim? Uh, paranormal investigation. Paranormal, uh, it's sound. Sound and the paranormal. Wow. So, mostly Fantastic. infrasound, as you know, it's my uh, my. Passion. Yes, I know that, yeah, yeah. Good for you, that's great. Anyway, so I got to a year, so I sort of stalled the ending because um, I got sidetracked by our other mutual yes. friend in America to write some books. And oh, right, up, okay. And ended up, there's two more coming out this year. Um, Great. But yeah. every time I, I um, hardly a week goes by without Cal Cooper or, or Anne Winsper going, you know, Anne's got a PhD now. Ah, oh, great. Well, 